Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome, everybody. We're on from 1 to 4. Uh, you didn't pick up on that. That happened a couple of months ago. But you could always, if you can't listen live, pick up the show on the iHeartRadio app or at KFIAM640.com. Podcasts are posted right after we finish the show coming up this afternoon at 4 o'clock. There isn't a Democratic uh, legislator or politician in the state who hasn't blathered endlessly about the need for stricter gun control, right? Every time something bad happens. It's a given. They, yep. they, 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 they parrot uh, the same old tired slogans. But when Assemblyman Bill Asaley, a Republican from Corona, introduces a bill to uh, restore 10 to 20 to life terms firearm enhancements, if you use a gun in the commission of a crime, you get you get an enhanced sentence. That's what a Saley's bill is about. None of the Democrats will vote for it. No, it looks like it's going to die in the Assembly Public Safety Committee. I, I anybody, It's very strange. Uh, they, all they talk about was getting guns out of everyone's hands. But you would think if a criminal is using a gun during a horrible crime, that they, should add time. They don't yeah. like to add time. There's the crime, and then separately, there's a gun enhancement for using a gun during the crime. And I don't understand how you can be squawking constantly about the number of guns in this country and the idiocy of the Second Amendment and uh, the need for uh, very tight gun control and not want to punish the people who use the guns while they're committing the crime. I don't 
I don't understand this. Yeah, you and I have just scratched our heads over this now for years. It's a very well, strange kind of position to take. Right, because what they do is they try to, they, they everybody tiptoes and dances around what their reasoning is, and nobody wants to take them on. Well, let's get Bill Asaley on here to talk about uh, this issue. Bill, how are hey you? guys. I'm good. Uh, and, John, it's it's not just any crime. We're talking about... Enhancements on violent crimes, murder, kidnapping, rape, assault with a firearm on a police officer, and lewd acts on a child. Those are the crimes we're talking about adding enhancements. So if you use a gun in the commission of one of those crimes I just listed, that's when the enhancements apply. Ten years if you have the gun, if you use it, 20 if you discharge it, and life if you kill somebody with it. It's not controversial. It's gun violence. It's a gun violence bill. They don't know what to do with this. Their, their, their arguments were all over the place today. But let me walk you through the history a little bit and then what happened today, because I think every Californian will be outraged if they, if they understand what happened today. We used to have these enhancements on the books, and they work really well. They get really bad people off the streets and into prison for a really long time where they can't hurt other people. Those are facts, and you don't need a study to know that. So in 2018, in their mission to empty the prisons, they passed SB 620, which gave judges discretion to impose the enhancements. So they said, we're going to leave this up to the discretion of the judges. And, you know, they're appointing all these activist judges. Um, and so we're going to put it on the judges. The judges are smart. They're closest to the, to the case, and they can see justice, and they'll do the right thing. Well, guess what? Not a lot of judges were dismissing the enhancements. So last year, Newsom signed SB 81 which said if a sentence will result in 20 years or more in prison, the judge has to dismiss the enhancement. Hmm. They don't have a choice. The judge must dismiss it, effectively taking the enhancement away. And so today, when I walk through the gun violence stats in California since 2019, uh, homicide gun-related gun, gun homicides up 52%, gun-related aggravated assaults up 64%, I talked about an article from the San Francisco Chronicle in which in Oakland, 65% of the homicide victims are black because they keep objecting to my bill as racist and wanting to lock up black and brown people, which we don't look at people's race when we file cases, and we don't decide who pulls the trigger of a gun. We're not involved in that decision. We go after conduct. And guess who's on the committee? The attorney general's wife, Mia Bonta. She was not happy that I called out her city in Oakland, and she made that very clear on the committee today. What did she very say? Clear. She said that uh, don't talk to her about black moms in her neighborhoods who are losing their kids. They're more worried about their kids being locked up forever than the stuff I'm talking about today. That's what she said to me. They, they, and then they, at the end. Do, do they, do they, taking the side of the criminals over the victims. That's they, right. are, they do know that a majority of these victims are black and Hispanic, right? Especially in Oakland, I would imagine so. Fact. That's a very inconvenient fact, and I made that a big part of my presentation today because the ACLU show up in opposition, and they're talking about race. I said, let's talk about race. Let's talk about the victims. And when 65% of these homicide victims are black, when black people represent 14% of the population, we got a big problem. And why are we looking out for the criminals and not the innocent victims? Why? They don't have a good answer to that. So the whole narrative today really, was... Really, what do they say? Need, what, what do they we say? We need because... to keep judicial discretion. We need to keep judicial discretion. We've worked so hard to get here, and I said, you know what? 
I would love to work with the committee if that's the position. Let's let's give the judges back the discretion. Let's undo this SB 81, which requires judges to dismiss the enhancement um, if it's 20 years or more. And I got blank looks. They didn't know what to say or do. And then they, um, as a courtesy, because they're going to vote my bill down, I can ask for reconsideration to bring it back with an amendment to work with them. Mia Bonta objected, which never happens. It's a professional courtesy to let me come back with reconsideration. She objected. And the message from the, and the chairman said, don't talk about people's districts. That was the message that was sent today. Well, you, you have to point out the hypocrisy and the damage that this woman is doing to her own uh, representatives. I mean, these people vote for her in office, and then she betrays them. So you absolutely I don't have believe to. her. I don't believe there's a single mother who's lost a kid to gun violence who's worried about criminals yeah. going to prison. I, just, I don't believe that's it's true. It's just rhetoric. You know the game that they're playing. They want to unravel the justice system, and they're using race as a phony shield. Because they can't believe what they're saying. It's impossible. They know that most of the victims are minority well, They want victims. to keep the prison population as low as possible. They're beating all the bills that might result in any extra prison time because they want to keep the prison population incredibly low, if not zero. It's right. been their goal now because, for years. Because, you know, there's activist groups now that believe in abolishing prisons, abolishing police, not just defunding, not just reducing, but abolishing. And I don't know where... Also- so it's also I get this narrative up here. They talk in generalities. They talk about mass incarceration as if we go in and round up a bunch of people. That's not how it works. Each person's individually charged well, yeah. and brought to court. Well, we have a case. Well, that's why that's why I'm, I'm just glad you're doing what you're doing, because you got to cut through all this phony rhetoric because they use it as a shield to completely derail the conversation and get everybody off on some some side issue. And And the truth is they're letting people out of prison or they're not prosecuting people who run around killing and harming and and most of the victims are minority victims that's the truth and that's got to be repeated over and over again there's there's black hispanic and everybody else getting harmed and killed because they won't put bad people away because they're obsessed with skin color instead of the behavior of the criminal we need we need people in these communities to speak out because the only people up here are these special interest organizations? I had a line of them stand up opposed to my bill. I don't know who these people are, what groups they are. Those aren't normal people. No. Normal people want to feel safe in their neighborhood, no. but they need to speak up. This place, Sacramento, it is lined with these organizations and academics, yeah. and they think it's cool to be woke. It's a joke. Yeah, it's, I know. It's not and cool. they're, well, they're all, there's a huge network now. It's like a worldwide network, heavily funded. By a lot of wealthy woke people, and so these people are hired, and whatever the uh, radical view of the day is, they'll go there and shout and chant, and 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 disable the the, the justice system. That's that's what they're being paid to do. It's, it's outrageous. Well, we're not going to let up, and uh, you guys should see what else happened at this hearing. I mean, there was a homeless bill they killed. We were trying to keep homeless camps away from schools, and the chairman said we should look at L.A. as a model. So no, these no. Are the people we're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Reggie joined so- Sawyer. He's the chairman uh, of the public. Uh, we're going to call it the Criminal Safety Committee because it's not he, the public safety committee. He's from L.A. Oh, he's nuts. Boy, we're oh, he's, with proud. This. he's proud of the work they're doing. We're going to look to them as a model. Oh, my God. All right, Bill. Thank you very much for coming on. Bill Anytime, Sale. guys. Thank you. Uh, assemblyman from Corona, Republican. He's got Assembly Bill 328 trying to bring back gun enhancements, and it looks like it's going to be a loser. 
Uh, but how many years have we been dealing with that horrible well, because we public what, safety committee? Because, because you know what, we got we got we got to set the terms of the debate here. They are the ones who are using race as an excuse to have uh, uh, Hispanic and black people killed. That's what they're doing. And they're trying right, to hide because behind they're race. siding with the killer, the shooter. That's right. They're siding with the killer, and they're using race as a cover story. They know the statistics. They know who the victims are, and they know who the perpetrators are. And they, what they do is they intimidate everybody by screaming racism and get everybody off track and get everybody afraid to, to, to fight this issue. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. Can I take a minute to uh, publicize a huge irritation I'm dealing with currently? Um, in fact, look, it just happened again. What? Uh, well, my wife and I we applied for a mortgage, and somebody in the in the in the chain of paperwork, sold our phone numbers. And I have 38 calls now today, 38 calls from companies trying to sell me a mortgage. And oh. I, I think they sold the, uh, the information to some spam companies because now I'm getting a lot of potential spam uh, messages. And I called back a couple of numbers and they're dead end numbers. So some jackass... I don't know, filling out the title page or the, uh, the the mortgage application or whatever. Sold our numbers like well, uh, well. within 24 hours. And I got 38 calls and she has just as many on her phone. Did you complain to this mortgage company? I don't that know. Who did, well, yeah, my wife's calling and complaining and they're trying to figure out who did the dirty deed. Wow. Somebody's selling numbers on the side. I think you just got to assume that now. I, I, Numbers I, and email addresses are valuable. It's data that these companies love to pick up, so they pay for them so they can bombard you. Yeah, but thirty-eight in a day. And I, well, I, the, it'll the, it'll fade off the first day if you don't answer. Yeah, right? it's, they it, it their best shot. In a few days, they'll stop. And, and four texts. <laughs> God, I hate. I just hate this world because all this is just automatic technology stuff. There's nobody to complain to. I can't even curse somebody out on the phone. It's 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 recorded messages. It's fake people. We are still awaiting a verdict from a judge in the trial of two people accused of killing a 10-year-old boy. The Anthony Avalos case from 2018 has been in the hands of the judge since final arguments ended last week. Heather Maxine Barron is the mother. Kareem Ernesto Leva is the live-in boyfriend. They're charged one count each of murder and torture. The little boy died on June 21st, 2018. We're also charged with two counts of child abuse involving the kids' half-siblings. This was a large family. The mother had kids with different men, that kind of thing. Anyway, it was an ugly situation. I they only faced fun. life in prison without the possibility of parole because DA George Gascon did not want to go with the death penalty. They've been found guilty, according to Channel 7. Oh, Okay. This was a John Hatami case, by the way. Deputy DA yes. John Hatami. Yes. He's handled a lot of these cases and very well. And he's been on our show many times uh, with his objections to the policies of George Gascon. So, uh, good. They've been found guilty on all the, the charges. There's not that many, actually. Yeah, One I'm, I'm, I'm looking because Channel 7 just put out a bulletin here. And uh, most of this story is just the boilerplate stuff they'd already uh, published. Yeah, it but, probably uh, just came across. But they face a maximum of life in prison without the possibility of parole. 
where they actually tried to claim that Anthony caused his own injuries by throwing himself on the ground yeah. and starving himself. Got to be kidding me. Yeah, no, these, these are particularly evil people. I mean, they should be tortured and killed in prison. That's what ought to happen. That's what I hope happens. I hope they get tortured and killed in prison by the other inmates. Now, Tommy called them evil people, deadly together. They came up with all these torture techniques on the boy. I just well, I just, again, they only face life in prison without parole. There's no death penalty on the table. Not that we execute anybody. A, a cute-looking boy, too. They got photos of him here. Ed, this is just heartbreaking. This is just makes you want to uh, become a vigilante. And this is the famous case where child services got involved. That's not new. They sent Heather Barron to parenting classes. They were hell-bent on keeping the family together. What, so what? they thought parenting classes would solve this. Instead, the boy died. And you know what the what the story was? Who uh, the attorney we always have on Brian Claypool? Yes, he said he thinks that these uh, <clears throat> L.A. County employees are are so biased against Hispanic families that they see too much uh, abuse and they're tired of seeing it, and they're all burned out and they're numb to it, and they don't care. Particularly in the Valley, this is Lancaster, Palmdale. Yeah. Several boys died up there. You may remember Gabriel Fernandez was also murdered. Uh, and then uh, there was a little Noah Quattro who was killed by his parents. Yeah, They're from whole, Palmdale. The whole run of these stories. I mean, they, they, uh, this is sick stuff. They, they, they wouldn't feed him, no food or water. They beat him repeatedly. They forced him to kneel on rice on a concrete floor. Who thinks of that? Like, who, only terrorist groups think of stuff like that. You try doing that, that hurts. Sprayed hot sauce Not in Not that face. I've done that, but I can imagine it hurts. <laughs> I was going to ask you. Yeah, uh, I'm not really, I don't kneel on rice very often, but. Hot sauce in his face, whipped him all over his body, dropped him on his head repeatedly. And this is a sick pair. So he died of starvation, dehydration, blunt force trauma, chronic child abuse, torture. That's That's just one of the most vicious stories. You'll you'll ever you'll ever see, and the mother does this. The yeah. mother, I mean, that violates every law of nature that I'm familiar with. Oh, she's particularly evil. It says here that John Hatami argued that the boy was left on the floor of this mother's home for about two days, following about two weeks of abuse. She concealed the boyfriend's involvement and coached the boy's two half siblings on what they should say to the police and investigators. Unbelievable. Because they were also charged with abusing some of the half-siblings in the household. This was a pretty big household where all the kids were abused. But uh, uh, unfortunately, Anthony Avalos was picked out for the worst of it, and uh, he died. All right, we got more coming up on the John and Ken Show. KFI AM640, we're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Can I bitch about something for a minute? 39 calls now from those mortgage companies. I'm 39. You. Yeah. You blocked me too, right? What what I'm I'm gonna have to just uh, I don't I don't know what to do. I feel like I got a virus in my phone. No. Well, you know you can you can put them in the block part of your phone, the phone you, numbers. You can, yeah, I know. You, can only, you only get the phone to ring when it's people you know and you're Yeah, you know, I know. It's gonna be tedious, book. but I gotta do that. Something like that. Anyway, uh, oh, Dippity Doo is back in California. Governor Gavin Newsom returned on Sunday from Cabo. Isn't that nice? But I'm not one of those people. You know how you think it's stupid that politicians have to visit the scenes of tragedies? 
Yes. I find that. Yes. I find it stupid that people are upset because a politician takes a trip. I, I, I don't really care. There's all these headlines. Well, we got oh, a state of emergency with snow, and the governor left the state. Well, this is a two for one because he was laying around in uh, Cabo while the uh, people were go starving yeah, in Lake so Arrowhead. What? What, what's he going to do? Go up there with a shovel? Yeah, Let's can you be see, serious. Can you see? Can you see him doing that? Well, he has gone to what? He tried to uh, cover up graffiti, right? Right, Did right. Do a yeah. couple of, and he was picking up trash along the railroad tracks yeah. last year. Sure, for for like uh, thirty seconds. For a photo op, but I'd like to see him do uh, 12 hours of snow shoveling. But where he is in Ninny, and he's kind of impetuous, he's spontaneous, and he was trying to get some attention yesterday by basically telling everybody on Twitter that California won't be doing business with Walgreens or any company that cowers to extremists and puts women's lives at risk. We're done. So after the tweet came out, as political reporters will do, it's like, oh, Newsom tweeted. We got to examine this. Uh, well, most of them scratched their head and said, well, what does it mean that we're not doing business with Walgreens? Uh, it doesn't really make any sense. So it looked like just a cheap, they call it a rage tweet, something to send out to well, get attention. To get a headline uh, to ingratiate himself with certain uh, demographics. Right. In case you don't know what the story is behind this, the chain announced that they're not going to ship abortion medication to at least 20 states across the U.S., which I actually think is wrong. But, you know, they're a private business. You don't like it. Don't go there. Well, yeah, anyway, these, well are, these are like the morning after pills. Yeah, because and these are states that don't like any form of abortion early stage, late stage, any stage. So, yeah, because Republicans are putting pressure on retailers to cut off abortion pills in their states. Right. So um, I, I, I don't know how anybody could get wrapped up in these issues. I really don't. So, so reporters were asking Newsom's office, well, what do you mean California's done with Walgreens? What does that mean? They didn't get a response for a while, and then eventually... We're now reviewing all relationships between Walgreens and the oh. state, including Medi-Cal and covered California contracts. But you don't want to cut off Medi-Cal people from what if Walgreens is the only pharmacy down the street and that's where they get their medications or whatever else. Well, you can't do that. Right. Now, Medi-Cal would be idiotic. Medi-Cal's not going to pay for prescriptions coming from Walgreens. Something like that is all we can oh, make of this. He's not going to do that. He's there such a, aren't that many pharmacies you know, left. I don't uh, think people understand how stupid he is. He's a stupid knee jerk. He hasn't thought this through. He has. Well, he even his progressive he, cronies in the media couldn't figure this one out. No, in fact, this is shocking. This is in an LA Times news story by Taryn Luna. I couldn't believe I read this. Next to last paragraph, Newsom has a tendency to seize on hot button political issues and make attention grabbing announcements before he's determined how the state will carry out his plan. Oh, and she mentions that windfall profits uh, tax on the oil companies that he announced last fall, and Boy, it's, they did, can't even figure out how to do that. Did that one get by the editor? <laughs> he, she she actually pointed out the obvious truth. He's a buffoon. He just blurts things out. You know, I I I, I guarantee you'll see that his ban on gas powered vehicles in twenty thirty five is another one of these. He blurts things out. To make him look really cool, he's a leader, he's an innovator, he's visionary. But he's never thought through the consequences of this, whether any of this is practical or wise or has any any unintended drawbacks. 
And he does the default kind of dumb. He jumps on what's like supposed to be the big national party issue. So a woman's right to choose. What can I say about that? Meanwhile, Californians here, I mean, yesterday they had a hearing uh, before the Public Utilities Commission. SoCal Gas they want and, and San Diego Gas and Electric, they want huge rate increases. They want $5 billion in additional revenue from customers over the next four years. People are hurt in this state from gas for their car to natural gas for their homes. And this oaf is out there tweeting about abortion pills in other states. He's obsessed. I mean, seriously? He's obsessed with baby killing. He really he's, is. He's and the th- most irrelevant governor we've had in a long time. He completely just veers off on his own path for his own purposes. Because he thinks this is going to raise his national profile on a key issue that matters to national voters. You notice it's it's a tweet. He's out of the country. Nobody can challenge him and say, well, what does this affect specifically? Because he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know how to answer. Because he he never thought this through. He doesn't know what, what, what relationships or contracts California has with Walgreens. He probably never thought about that Medi-Cal recipients are going to get a lot of medications from uh, from Walgreens. Right. He, he's such a dumb cluck. I mean, he really is. I like this. Yesterday at the hearing, uh, this is uh, SoCal Gas and San Diego Gas and Electric uh, trying to ask the Public Utilities Commission for these outrageous rate hikes. Apparently, most of the public response was angry gas customers. But it says here in the Times story, several callers appeared to read from scripts on behalf of business groups supporting the rate increases. Yeah, what's the payoff there? Every- <laughs> Why would a business group have to pay for natural gas, high rates too? Why would they support the rate increase? Everything is like organized, scripted, choreographed. Oh, that's why I, I, hearings I, are usually just, they're a joke. Yeah. It is all choreographed. It is all made up. It's just it's nonsense and nothing ever comes of it besides some politicians getting on a platform and just screeching for an hour. See, with, with, with the Internet and social media, there's all these heavily funded activist groups for every freaking issue on the planet. And, and, and they show up anywhere there's a TV camera, any, anywhere there's a news feed. And they yeah. get involved and the stupid morons in the news, they just write down whatever any warm body says. And they don't know if these people, are, they don't care if these people are paid and scripted. All right, we got more to come. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. For what it's worth, listeners believe that what happened was your mortgage company will run a credit check and that opens the door to everyone else to realize you're looking for a mortgage and the bottom feeders will drive you nuts with the calls and the texts. And, and they're all connected to my phone number? I guess so. Somehow running the credit check, I don't know. Somehow, I don't know if the phone number is revealed in that or <clears throat> whether or not they just run your name and they find a phone number with your name. Because they now know you're seeking a mortgage. Now I've gotten, I've gotten 40 calls since 8 this morning. That's what two listeners have said in emails that happened right, to them, right. and that's probably the reason why that maybe nobody at the mortgage company sold your number, but uh, because they ran a credit check. Uh, the people that uh, sell mortgages know this. What a stupid world! And they it? jump right on it. No, well, uh, yeah, well, you're not getting any, you're not getting my mortgage money. You're not getting my business. Of course, I'm arguing with an algorithm, a computer, you, an automatic. Are you spam moving, machine. or are you buying another home, or something? Or I you- bought the place next to you. 
on it, your new neighbor. But it's not for sale. Mm. I know the people there. It's not for sale. <laughs> You'll see. Why don't you move next to Deborah Mark? <laughs> Woohoo! See? He wouldn't slum it you in the You have dogs that can hang out. Yeah, but he wouldn't slum it in the West Valley. Oh, no, yeah. and he wouldn't slum it where I am either. So <laughs> he's got to stay with his snooty coffee drinking West Siders. Asiago bagel runners. Yeah, all the Asiago ladies with their uh, extra large Starbucks coffees. Like, well, here's the and story. All, all the amphetamines they're on to keep themselves thin. Here's a story that's gotten a lot of attention today. It's uh, crazy people on the airplane. Uh, we have a report from NBC Boston, Oscar Margain. This is about the flight, the United flight that was headed from LAX to Boston. It ends up with a guy who apparently broke a spoon and tried to use it as a knife to stab a flight attendant as he was opening or trying to open an emergency exit door. Let's listen. This man has been identified as 33-year-old Francisco Severo Torres, and, and investigators say that he allegedly um, tried to or became belligerent towards the end of a six-hour flight on Sunday from Los Angeles to Boston's Logan Airport. I will kill every man on this plane. So where are they? Now, that was Torres captured on cell phone video. After the threats, Torres is then seen moving from his seat to the aisle, holding what investigators say is a broken metal spoon, which he then allegedly used to stab a flight attendant three times in the neck. Very quickly, which was kind of the amazing part of the whole thing, um, so many men on that plane just got up and, you know, went right after him. Now, United Airlines later released a statement saying that the flight landed safely and was met by law enforcement. No serious injuries were reported. We have zero tolerance for any type of violence on our flights, and this customer will be banned from flying on United pending an investigation, end quote. Now, Torres is expected uh, to face a judge again on Thursday. If convicted, he could spend the rest of his life in prison. Did, did you see this guy? I did. He looks like a terrorist. He never should have really mad and crazy. He should have never been allowed on the plane. You know, he's got these beady eyes popping out of his skull. Uh, he's got the terrorist beard going on. He's got one of those stupid beanies, which uh, you, you, that's a sign of of, uh, of an a hole right there, the beanie. And <laughs> this is not two thousand and one. We're not throwing people off planes because they fit your profile. Oh, they should though. I would have been right. If I saw that guy. Yes, but one million other guys would not have been Boarding the plane, I'm saying that guy's trouble. He's going to cause trouble. He's going to break a spoon, and he's going to go try to kill a flight attendant and stab her in the neck. I'm a, she could have easily could have killed somebody. You get you get the carotid artery with the edge of the uh, spoon? How come this happens after they get on the plane? Wouldn't they act up in the waiting area or at the uh, gate where they're bagged? They're going to check for security or... They hold it all in till they get on the plane, and the plane is actually it was getting close to Boston when he, this guy went into this rage. He sounded like he was a schizophrenic. He was trying to I open mean, an emergency exit door, and as you heard, he took a... I guess they still give out metal spoons because he broke one yeah, to try to turn well, it into a knife. That'll a be the last sharp. metal spoon handed out on a United flight. Yeah, I don't know whether, well, whether what, what section he was in. Uh, one <laughs> passenger said he was visibly upset. He was saying he was Balthazar, mm -hmm. that his father was Dracula... And he was going to kill all the men on the plane. Yeah. No, he's having a psychotic break. He's probably got schizophrenia. And he, he was playing with the door, and it was open like uh, a, like the handle was moved uh, a quarter Yes, turn. the flight attendant checked the door and found out the door's locking handle had been moved out of place. Right. 
and then he was moving it into the disarm position. And he was playing with the slide, too. Yeah. What what if happens if he was successful? Do you want to jump out or? I, I, I don't know. I mean, the way the mechanism works, you can't open it in mid-flight, right? Right. Shouldn't be able to, no. Because if somebody did, everybody would get sucked out of the plane. Right. You hear them when they're about to take off, arm the doors, which means they're going to lock all the doors in. But so. it, it, did, I, I've never, I always thought that they ought to have one armed guard on every flight. Oh, well, you mean like an air marshal kind of guy? Uh, air, and yeah, yeah. They did that uh, for a while after 9-11. But. Yeah, I know. But I think every, every flight ought to have one of those guys. Because all these stupid uh, bureaucratic corporate bastards going, eh, um, uh, passenger safety is our, our our top priority. It's like, well, no, it's not. Because if somebody goes nuts on a plane, there's no way to stop him. You just got to hope the other guys on the plane are, are courageous enough to tackle him and are willing to risk getting badly hurt themselves. That's not the way it should be. It should be a guy in a uniform sitting in, a, in the front seat and everybody can see he's got a loaded weapon. I like the way people, of course, got their phones out, took videos, lots yeah, of video of this. Uh, Everybody's armed with a phone. They, <laughs> a weird society we have. <laughs> I'll stop him. Stop. I've got a phone. <laughs> they, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, he started ranting from his seat. Then he moved out into the aisle and he said, I got to take over the plane. Uh, yeah, just. I, I, I just can't, I can't imagine. But that. passengers stepped up. They tackled them to the ground. I mean, we now know from 9-11. Yeah, it's going to happen. I don't care how many terrorists are on a plane. If you have 100 but, passengers, you can overwhelm somebody. Yeah, somebody might get stabbed in the neck. I, but I, I saw a long you've got to, you, you can't wait and let these people take charge of a plane. Don't let that happen. I'm first one up. I'm running right after this guy. Well, maybe not first because that's the one. That's I saw stabbed. the long version. I'll be second guy up. Yeah, right. You go first. <laughs> yeah, right. One well, one person because, before me. Because you have to also know what you're doing, right? You, you have to, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. You got to tackle him, get him to the ground, not, not screw it up so he stabs you in the neck or stabs the poor flight attendant in the neck, right? right. You can't do, be somebody who makes it worse because, you know, you're a bumbling fool. The TSA would not say if there was an air marshal on the flight. For security reasons, TSA will not confirm the deployment of federal air marshals on flights. They're trained to address a wide array of risks to the aircraft, the flight crew, and the passengers. Yeah, well, so then, that's the only thing we got uh, on how that. Come, how, come, how come nobody from the flight crew subdued this guy? He was standing up and screaming for a while. I saw the, the longer tape of him yelling, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. You know, if, if I was on that plane, if my wife was on that plane, I can't imagine how, how terrified she'd be. And well, maybe they I, first they thought it was just somebody who was frightened of travel of air uh, airplanes and was just acting up yeah, in a his eyes. manic episode. Or is you can always tell in the eyes. <laughs> Never should have been allowed on board. Thirty-three-year-old man from Massachusetts, uh, Leo Minster is where he's from. Yeah, yeah. So he was flying back. It looks like to Boston. Yeah, should... uh, I don't know if there's any family or anybody making any statements, but this is a serious crime. If they really go after him, he can be charged and be put away for a long time. And this will be a federal case, which is always better yeah. than and, having and it, local and it, DAs. And it's on video, too. So there's uh, there's no uh, way a defense attorney is going to get him off. All right, a defense attorneys kind of claim that he probably has some mental illness. And oh, we're sorry, yeah. but, you know, he was just having an episode yeah, and so uh, he'll never do it again. They should have pushed him out of the plane. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Kent, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. 
Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.